it's been a it's been a bit of a crazy week. If you've been watching the news and keep an eye on what's going on, um, uh, there's lots of things you just just see it on the news all the time. And and uh, and so this morning I wanna I wanna share a message. Before I do, I wanna just again just bring some encouragement to us. I, I wanna uh, again I wanna thank our team for putting the, this program together as as well. This this online, uh, we still got things and bugs to fix out uh, to fix up. Uh, and we're going to be working on those over the next few weeks. And so be patient. Um, but it's just great that we can be with you uh, this morning. The other thing I want you to do is, um, uh, if you're online, as you're watching this, um, send a message um, uh, to uh, on, on the comments to let us know you're here and, uh, and how it's going and how you're going and your family. Um, it's really important as a church we continue to be connected. And this is one of the ways we can do that. So, um, uh, yeah, just make a comment online. We can see that and, and we can say hi back as well. I won't do that, but someone will do it for you. And uh, and make sure that we know uh, that you are okay. Um, and, and also, if you um, if you need prayer, as I said before, please let us know because we want to pray for you and believe with you uh, uh, over this period of time. You know, I really miss meeting together. We're in the auditorium right now. There's only a couple of us here in this broadcast, and and uh, you know that the building itself is empty. But you know what? The church is full. The church is full because you're here, and and the community is connected in as well. And I think it's a great opportunity for us as a church to be continue to be connected. Uh, into the community. So, uh, so God bless you uh, as we uh, navigate this uh, next season. So we come to the Word this morning, and and uh, you know I want to I want to share something that God put in my heart and put something together uh, this week, uh, hopefully to encourage you this morning. And uh, the title of the message that I want to share with you this morning is called "Navigating Through Difficult Times." And who knows that you and I are in somewhat of a challenging time. We're in some difficult times right now. There are some certain difficulties that are uh, are creeping in around our world and just in terms of our social activity, just in terms of our jobs, in, in terms of our, uh, you know, the life that we would normally be doing right now and over the weeks and during the week, um, those things have changed. And there are many changes. And we pray and hope, of course, that those changes uh, uh, finish soon. We, we can go back to at least somewhat of a normal life. But I think in that, God is showing us something as we have to be in somewhat isolated from the world and maybe reevaluating our life a little bit. And I think that's a good thing. So maybe when we do come back together, maybe hopefully God has shown us some things uh, that help us uh, in the future. And so I want to share this idea of navigating through difficult times. And I was doing a little bit of research this week, and I found that navigation for ships and aircraft uh, involved taking measurements of longitude and latitude and comparing it to a local time, such as Greenwich Mean Time in the old Greenwich Observatory, and, uh, and then reference to a fixed location in the heavens. And that's a bit like our life, isn't it? Uh, we live in a fixed location uh, here in, in Mount Isa. Uh, we live in time. Uh, we, we're, we're just about ruled by the clock, aren't we? we? We're always looking at our watches, see what time it is, see what needs to be done next. When we put this program together, it's all about timing. It's trying to get everything to work together in time. And the other thing is we look to the heavens. And particularly at this time, I think we're spending a lot of time looking to the heavens, looking to God. Uh, for a reference point uh, for, uh, for our life and, and to navigate uh, the season that we're in. And so the word navigate actually means to maneuver or, or to steer, to direct, uh, to plan, to journey, uh, to lay the course. And there is a sense, I guess, in life at the moment that we've broken away from our navigational moorings, that that thing that we thought was sure, that thing that we thought was just going to continue on has somewhat changed over these last few weeks and we're a little, a little bit adrift and, uh, and lost our direction a little bit and, 
Maybe that's how you're feeling at the moment. And, and it can be a very unsettling period of time for many people. You know, we're not familiar, or sorry, we're, we're familiar with well-trodden paths, but they have changed. And we've been set, as I said, adrift from our foundation, from the moorings of life that we've had for so long. And now we find ourselves looking for some direction, some assurance, a clear way forward for life. So this morning, I want to encourage you and to hopefully help you navigate the season ahead. Our first scripture verse this morning comes out of Proverbs verse, uh, sorry, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Put your hand up if you got it. Shout if you got it. You got it. Proverbs 4 verse 23. It says, keep, or, or the word is guard. Keep or guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Here's my first thought this morning. If we are going to navigate this season well, we need to be a good gatekeeper. We need to be a good gatekeeper of our hearts. We need to choose to, 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 to keep our, our, our gate uh, strong. We need to keep our lives uh, uh, strong in terms of what we allow in to the gate. Years ago, as many of you may know, I was in the military, and one of my roles uh, as a young soldier in the military was to go to a place called Victoria Barracks in Sydney. And I was on duty there on uh, probably two or three times a year to guard Victoria Barracks. Victoria Barracks is an old barracks, been in, in Sydney, been in, the, in Australia or in Sydney for hundreds of years uh, since, uh, since the, you know, the, the, the beginning of the settlement in Australia. And uh, uh, Victoria Barracks was where the military would uh, go and, and guard. They had many um, senior officers there and all sorts of things going on there. And so our role uh, was to guard the gates of, of the barracks. Um, we were on guard. We were like the sentries of the gate. Uh, we were armed, and we took our duties seriously. We were told that, that no one could come in unless there was, they, they, they knew the password. No one could come in unless they had the right credentials. And uh, our job was to keep the enemy um, outside and the good people or those safe on the, on the inside. And there was an enemy that wants access to your life, wants access to your mind and access to your spirit. And we're reminded that we need to guard our heart with all diligence, which means let's be serious about this. Let's be diligent about guarding our heart. John 10.10 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The enemy has come. The enemy of your life has come to steal your joy. And I know there are many people that don't feel the joy as much anymore because of what's happening. And that's the enemy. He's trying to steal that from you. He's trying to steal your peace. He's trying to kill. He's trying to kill your hopes and your dreams. I pray that your hopes and dreams are bigger than ever. I hope you're, you're still believing and still hoping and still dreaming for a, a great future and what God has planned for you and your family and your children and your grandchildren. We can keep believing that because the enemy wants to kill those things and he wants to destroy. He wants to destroy your faith. He wants to destroy that which you have anchored your life. Goes on to say, be sensible. Sorry, First Peter five eight says, be sensible and vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking someone he may devour. This is the whole idea of being vigilant, to to to, to be a gatekeeper of our life, to not allow the enemy to come and to to to, to take to steal your joy, and to steal the things that 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 uh, that bring you happiness, to steal those things that that uh, 
that uh, you've you've enjoyed um, over you know from the from the past, and now he, God is I'm sorry the enemy is trying to steal those things. So we need to be alert. We need to be on guard. We need to be vigilant, and we need to be ready. I, I love the verse at the end of that verse we read, read earlier. It says it goes on to say, "I have come." Jesus saying, "I have come that you may have life and have it." more abundantly and that's the message of the gospel the enemy has come to steal but god has come that you may have life and life in abundance uh, that word life is the greek word zoe which means uh, abundant life it means the best kind of life it actually means god's kind of life that is what god is want god wants for you and for i today jesus is the one that brings life and for those of us that love god and love jesus uh we know we understand what that abundant life is all about. If we are going to navigate through this season, we are going to have to be diligent gatekeepers of our spirit, our mind, and our soul. And, and it can be difficult, can't it? Because you only have to turn the TV on for five minutes and you're bombarded with the very negative press. Now, this is a very serious situation. I don't want to take away from that. And we need to be very diligent in how we um, uh, go about you know, our life. Um, but don't let this destroy your joy. Don't, don't let this destroy your future. Don't let this destroy and kill your dreams and hopes. I think we're in a season. I think God is going to bring us through that season. And This is a time of testing, there's no doubt. But don't allow the enemy to steal. Be a good gatekeeper uh, of your mind, of your spirit, and of your soul. And so you say, Pastor Dave, how do I do that? Well, here's, a couple of, here's, a, here's an idea, a couple of ideas. Number one, number one in, uh, avoid the junk. Avoid the junk. I remember the days as a young man, uh, and we can't do it so much anymore, uh, but I remember the days of a young man uh, that we used to scavenge at the tips. Uh, you remember those days? They were good days. And the young people won't know that, but we used to go down the dump, and uh, you, it was a free-for-all. Uh, what other people threw out, you could pick up and take home, and it was just like people were just crawling over, over the rubbish. We waded through the debris of people's lives, and those things that which they had cast aside, we were looking uh, to pick up. And now and again, you might come across something that was worth keeping. And, uh, you know, I, I, I used to joke that I would go to the dump with a, whole, a trailer load of our junk and come home with a trailer load of someone else's junk. I just changed junk. And I know none of you know that story. I know none of you have lived that. And uh, we can't do that so much anymore, but they were good days because we'd find things that we could use and repurpose for different things. But we'd find other people's junk and we'd bring it home. But the truth is that about 99.9% of the stuff we brought home was truly junk. It was just rubbish. And uh, I want to encourage us that we need to stop wading through and picking up junk. If we're going to navigate life well, there's a lot of junk that we could pick up. There's a lot of stuff that we don't need uh, to pick up. Psalm 119.37 says, Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. You know what? Sometimes we just need to turn away our eyes from looking at things that aren't going to be profitable to our soul. Turn away our eyes from things that are just junk, just rubbish. And, and it goes on to say, and it says, and revive me in your way. So there's this, there's this opposite, isn't there? This turn away from those things that are worthless, but then revive me in what? In your ways, in, in the ways of God. And so we've either got the junk of the world or we've got God, the God of heaven, of which we can focus and put our attention to. So if we're going to avoid... Uh, you know, uh, and navigate this life uh, well, particularly at this season. My encouragement to us as a church and to a community right now, and I know even from last week, we have people from 
Florida watching. I don't know if you're there this week. We've got people from Canada, people from Japan, uh, from around the world uh, watching online. But I want to encourage us uh, as a people that we avoid picking up the junk that's around us and that we put our faith and our focus on what God is saying. Now, there's a lot of, uh, the summer says, there's a lot of worthless things that we can look to and listen uh, for. And it's just junk. And uh, it will do us no good. Then he says, revive us in your ways. There was an experiment done uh, a number of years ago of a, where a man ate uh, McDonald's for every meal for a whole month. Can you imagine that? McDonald's for breakfast, morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea, dinner, and supper. He ate McDonald's every day for a month. Now, McDonald's on the rare occasion isn't going to kill you. It's not going to be bad necessarily for you. Uh, it's a fast food. You get it. Um, I encourage you to eat more vegetables and all the good stuff. But on occasion, you know, have McDonald's. It's not particularly harmful. But overconsumption is never going to be a good idea. And so this gentleman, by the end of the month, this person was gravely ill. Uh, he had grown incredibly overweight. He had heart issues, vitamin deficiencies, uh, and overall not a well person. And, uh, and he took some time to recover. And here's the point. You, um, uh, what you consume matters. What you, what you consume in your soul, what you consume in your mind, and what you consume in your spirit actually matters. And when we pick up the junk around us, when we pick up other people's junk, when we wade through other people's lives and grab what they've had, their uh, 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 cast-offs, um, that's not actually going to be good for our life. So, um, and so my encouragement to us this morning, we're going to navigate through this season, is avoid picking up the junk. And this man had to slowly rid himself of the toxins of his bad choices. And sometimes it takes time for those things that we've picked up to dissipate. But I know that we can trust in God. I know that we can trust that God can help us if we've picked up things in our life, if we've picked up things in our spirit, if we've picked up the spirit of fear, that God can come and he can make a great difference and a great change in our life. My, my wife often reminds me, Mary often reminds me and our children, she would say this statement, garbage in, garbage out. And if we pick up junk, all that's going to come out of us is going to be junk. And too much junk in your life will render you spiritually unfit. You know, an athlete consumes only that which benefits their strength, their speed, and their agility. And the, the Olympics are postponed till 2021. Um, many athletes are changing their diet, the way they're going to do things. Why? To be prepared for that moment where they have to compete and do their very best. They're very diligent about not picking up junk. Why? Because they want to remain healthy and strong because they're going to face some great challenges. And that's our encouragement this morning, that in this time of challenge, that we don't consume junk, that we allow God to come to renew our heart in Him and be refreshed in His ways. God reminds us that we would meditate on His ways. And uh, as we meditate on Him, we ultimately consume His Word and prayer and with a written Word as well, which helps us to grow and to mature and to face the challenges sometimes that we are obviously facing. And so at times like today, we need to do that. Turn off the news once in a while. Uh, don't consume worthless things and avoid picking up the junk. Let me remind you, God is still on the throne. God is still on the throne. Paul reminds us in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. It says, finally, brothers, he's, he's encouraging us, don't pick up junk, do this. Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, 
whatever things are right, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there is any praise, think on these things. We have an opportunity to be the gatekeeper of our life. We have an opportunity right now not to pick up junk, but to think on the things that God wants us to think of, things that are praiseworthy, things that are wonderful, things that are pure, things that are lovely, to fill our hearts and our lives with those things. And the last thing I want to share with you this morning in terms of how we navigate through difficult seasons is that, as I said before, with navigation, we need to navigate from a fixed or immovable point of reference. If there's a positive to be found in this season uh, right now, it's when everything has been stripped away. I guess sometimes even our jobs or our health, our connections, our finance. What is it that we have left when those things are no longer the foundation of our life? And Jesus reminds us of this uh, in, uh, in Matthew chapter 7. He says these words. He says these words. I'm going to read from the message version this morning for this particular verse. Matthew chapter 7. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowner improvements for your standard of living. They are foundational words. Words to build your life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who builds his house on solid rock. The rain poured down, the river flooded, the tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed on the rock. In verse 26 it says, But if you use my sorry, but if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like the stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. And when the storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. I want you to note this in that scripture verse this morning that both Builders um, faced some storms. The builder who built on the rock faced storms. The builder who built on the sand faced storms. You know, we're not uh, devoid of storms. Whether, you know, you've built your house on rock or sand, you're still going to face storms. And so my question this morning, or my encouragement this morning, is we build a house, we build our life on a solid foundation. Because it's in that fixed location of which we know that we are secure when we put our life and our trust in Jesus. We're not immune from storms, but when they come, our foundations will be exposed. Let me just say this morning, my confidence is in Jesus. My future is anchored in Him. He is my fixed point of reference for me to navigate my life. And that's what navigation is, to have a fixed point of reference. My fixed point of reference is in Jesus. Jesus said, I am the rock Build your life on me. I am immovable. I will not change and or move. But if you build your life on sand, when the storms come, everything will fall apart. The, storm of, of, the storms of life may come, but my trust is in the one who is immovable. And because he is immovable, then my future, my destiny, my life is assured in him do you have that confidence today do you have that confidence that your life is built on the foundation of jesus christ the immovable the rock where's your life built on the sand it's very hard to navigate i was walking on the sand just the other last week a couple of weeks ago we were actually on the coast and 
I found walking on the sand very difficult because everything under your feet moved. I was standing just as the waves were lapping onto my feet and every time that wave would come in and go out, everything under my feet would start to dissolve and I'd start to sink down and I'd have to try and get a better purchase on the sand. But when you're standing on a rock, those waves come and that rock is solid. It's a foundation of which to build your life. And that is, as a Christian, who we build our life on. We build our life on a rock that's immovable. That is Jesus, who will never move, who will never change. The Word says He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. And you can be assured that when you build your life on Him, that it will not move. He will not move. So we're called to put our trust in Him to navigate through difficult times. So my encouragement this morning as we come to the conclusion of our message today is to put your trust in Jesus. He is the rock. Avoid picking up the junk and be a good gatekeeper. Don't allow the junk to come into your life. Don't, don't open the doors to anything or anyone that wants to speak into your world. Be a good gatekeeper. Be diligent with how you do life and what you allow to come in. I have a couple of questions I want to leave with us this morning as we come to the conclusion of our ICC online this morning, ICC live this morning. And I'm going to put these questions up at the end uh, uh, after our, our, our final worship song. We're going to put a, a song up uh, that you can just enjoy and worship uh, or praise, actually. It's a praise song this morning. And after that, for about five minutes, we're going to just leave these questions up. And maybe in your home this morning, maybe as you sit around with your friends or your family, maybe just talk about some of these questions and, and uh, maybe discuss them. It's a great time to have some fellowship and discussion about these, these things. The first question is, how are you doing guarding your heart? How are you going guarding your heart this morning? Are you allowing stuff to come in that ought not be there? Am I allowing things into my spirit that are unhealthy? My encouragement is to stop picking up junk. And the second question this morning is, um, is your life built on a foundation? A life in times of trouble exposes our foundation. Is your life founded on Jesus or sinking sand and so discuss those this morning have a have a discussion with your family and your friends uh, maybe just to, if you're on your own just to think about those things and if it's not if your life is not built on the foundation of jesus i would love to pray with you this morning and ask you to commit your heart and your life to him in a in a in, a, in a, an act of faith and in a word of prayer and we're going to do that and then we're going to uh, finish this uh, uh service this morning cut to a worship song, a praise song this morning. But why don't we pray? And if that's you this morning, you don't know Jesus, you've never, ever uh, placed your life in his life, in his hands, that you're living for him and your life will be on the rock, that solid foundation. If that's you this morning, you want to say yes to Jesus, uh, I pray you do that this morning in the quiet of your own home this morning where you pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you today to forgive me of all my sin. And cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. I ask you this morning that you would come into my life. Save me, Lord, and I want to build my life on you. It's the foundation of my life, a sure and strong foundation. And so I thank you right now that you're offering forgiveness and your grace and your mercy will endure in my life and beyond in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus, for coming in and changing me and helping me right now. Amen. And Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning.